you know when you're working the night shift and it's 3 a.m. and it's like, yeah. are we drunk or delirious? I'm Emily. And I'm Hannah. And you're listening to Drunk or Delirious, a night shift podcast. So I've been off assignment now for about five months. So I've also been without health insurance for five months. <laughs> well, I'm where health tests are perfect if you're in between assignment because they have a variety of tests to choose from and you can take them from the comfort of your own home. Um, they're super affordable and they have a basically all the tests that you would take if you went to your doctor's office to get a checkup. Yeah, I got all the labs that I normally would get. Emily and I both got the women's health tests and that tests for your CRP, cholesterol, ferritin levels, vitamin D, triglycerides, TSH levels, and so much more. So I got the results really fast. I took the test at home, sent it out, and I had the results on my computer within days. These So these tests are covered by most HSA and FSA plans, and they are really affordable, honestly, um, considering how much insurance is. And if you're without it, it's, you know... It'd be really expensive to go get these at the doctor. Yeah. And they also offer a lot of different tests besides the women's and men's health tests. You can get STI testing done, vitamin D monitoring, pre-diabetes and diabetes screening, baseline heart health, immune defense, testosterone monitoring, prostate cancer screening, and also thyroid screening. So you can get a variety of different tests all in the safety of your and comfort of your own home. And it's super easy. Yeah. So head to the link in our bio to save 15% off any I'm aware test of your choosing using code M. And- Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> We're back. We're back with an, a guest that we had before, our coach, Sarah. Welcome back to the podcast. We're so excited to have you back. I'm happy to be back. Was that like a year ago? No. Yeah. It was At like least. over a year ago. I think it was episode 20. Three, I want to say, but we're on this will be 70 something. So, yeah. So crazy. You guys are so consistent. I'm very impressed. <laughs> it's hard. Thank you. <laughs> you. It is hard. It we is definitely hard. took a few breaks, but. <laughs> well, you were doing your world travels. You kind of deserved a break. Yeah. She, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm not going to be working. We're going to have all this time to podcast all the time. well now you're going to become a rover aficionado exactly yeah it's so funny before i just got the puppy i was debating for months on signing up on rover to puppy sit just so i could like get my fill and now i have a puppy and i'm like they're they're like the best thing ever they just make your the quality of your life so much better they just do perfect honestly we don't deserve dogs no (laughs) and they're just their entire world and it's the best thing ever they just like they're like idolize you and it's Mm -hmm. so cute it's so sweet you with everything i have just breaks your heart a little bit though i had like a geriatric dog she's 16 Mm. and i have to like help her down the stairs and then she like gets outside and the second she touches the cement she starts peeing it was just, I was crying. I was like, I can't because it's just so sad. Like, it is so I just hard. don't like to think about dogs getting old. They're just babies forever. I feel like I've never had, because like the first dog we ever had lived till he was 
I think six, I think 16. And then I, I left home at 18. So I hadn't seen him in a long time. And then when he mm-hmm. passed away, I hadn't seen him in probably like four years. So it was like, mm. it wasn't as hard as it, like, it was still like painful, but not as hard as if I was w- with him. And then yeah. my second dog was actually my ex-boyfriend's dog. And he's probably, okay. he's like three and a half or four years old now. And so I'm like, I'm not around him. So this is like my dog. And I'm like, yeah. This is that's your baby. I don't mm-hmm. want to ever think about her getting sick or dying. It's so sad. I it's so upsetting. Literally can't. Yeah. We uh uh-uh. no. Charlie is gonna live forever and he's gonna be a sweet baby always. So they're gonna outlive us. It's gonna be great. They're immortal. Yeah, exactly. I, I think know. I said that last night. I'm like, I'm casting a spell on you. You're now immortal. <laughs> it's it's all Oh fine. my gosh, aren't you so lucky? <laughs> We do have – I have a sneaking suspicion there's one thing that's, like, not right with her. So she she has, like, an unusual addiction to water. Like, you know how, like, when you feed a dog and give them water, they always go for the food? Yeah. She's, like, a fiend for – she acts like we, like, deprive her of water and she, like, never has seen it in her life. And she'll drink mm. the entire bowl of water until she's sick. So now we have to, like, put her on a water schedule. And, like, I gave her Weird. a bath. Today and she's trying to drink all the bath water I'm like, <laughs> I'm like she seems besides that she's a totally normal healthy puppy but there's just this yeah. water addiction that is so questionable diabetes insipidus I, I did I too went young for that as I should have I like went right to google and they were like she could have cancer or Cushing's disease or diabetes and I'm like just because she likes water so then I freaked out you yeah. guys are probably used to people going to google with medical issue oh I'm the oh, worst yeah, yeah. <laughs> looking at like every I, single symptom yeah because like I know too much so then I go worst possible case scenario every time and then the googling doesn't ever help it always makes me feel worse yeah so every time I'm like yeah now she has three diseases perfect we'll figure this out and I can I can only give her half a cup of water every two hours and I feel so bad she's like, so I feel like her so she's like, mom, I'm really thirsty. Looks at me with these big eyes, and I'm like, I want to give you all the water in the world, but you're gonna pee on everything we have. <laughs> I can't do it. I cannot. <laughs> I did just look back. Um, you were on episode 23. So for anyone who didn't is a new listener and didn't hear Sarah on our last episode, check it out. We talked all things, I think, basic tips for nurses, how mm-hmm. to live a healthy lifestyle, how to balance eating, like nutrition, exercising, sleep, all of the things. And, and on then, night shift too, yeah. And on night shift, which is mm-hmm. so hard. Um, so hard. And But I, I think I talked about this in the last podcast, but we work with so many nurses because, yeah. and just people in healthcare in general. Um, I think we have like three dental hygienists and just people who work. Um, like kind of crazier, different shift work. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's it's one of the hardest schedules to figure out. But once you figure it out, it's kind of like applicable, even if you switch from like day shift to night shift, as long yeah. as you know how to juggle the twelve hour shifts. Um, but yeah, that was a good up. That was a good episode too. It was. <laughs> but this episode, we're going to talk all about how to stay on track during the holidays because. We all know how hard that is with everything going on and traveling and parties and all of the things. So um, it's definitely something that I talk about frequently with other nurses as well, or just people in my life in general, like, dang, <laughs> all right, I went this thing and I ate this much and da, 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 now I just feel like I'm all off. So um, I think it's a really good topic for 
the season. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think um, one just like overall biggest tip that I have is don't like, what is the saying? Like throw the bath baby out with the bathwater, <laughs> whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like the holiday Thanksgiving is one day, Christmas day, Christmas Eve, that's like one and a half, two days, New Year's Eve. Those are pretty much four days out of an entire two months. So mm-hmm. a lot of people get so wrapped up in this idea of, oh, I'm off track, right? Because you had a Thanksgiving meal and you maybe ate too much or you didn't feel so great after or you had too many drinks on New Year's Eve. And then they're like, okay, well, this entire month doesn't matter. That's, yep. that's not really how your body works, you know? Um, <laughs> when you're wanting to see consistent fitness results or progress, you want to be having those consistent habits in place. So the my number one, like, overall biggest tip is don't let two days throw off the entire month for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm, yeah. I'm sure you can relate to that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because that was me. I mean, I definitely in the past used to do that. Um, I'd be on vacation. I'd have that vacation mindset. So every day I'm overeating and I'm eating not new, like good nutritional foods. You know, I'm, I'm like eating a ton of carbs and everything. And then I'm drinking every day. And then, yeah, I'm just like, well, fuck it. Like I'll pick up back up on this once vacation's over or once the holiday is over, but like it goes on for weeks. And like, if you have, if you're doing that, mm-hmm. you're just do- doing the same thing every single day. And eventually that's how you get those bad habits, gain weight. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. And and that's another thing to mention as well. Like in order to even, I, I pretty much said this in every one of my clients check-ins this week to gain one pound, you have to eat 3,500 calories over your maintenance. So when you see people who are rapidly gaining weight or the pounds are going up and up, they're probably eating over maintenance, like 500 to a thousand calories regularly, like every mm-hmm. day couple of days and that's why the scale is going up but logically if you have one meal like thanksgiving meal because that's tomorrow that's even 500 or a thousand calories over yes you might have some water retention from the extra carbs and sugar and sodium the next day but it's not actual fat gain mm-hmm. what happens is people see the scale go up and they're like oh the scale already went up i hate this i'm just gonna like screw the entire week i'm just gonna eat more pumpkin pie it's already up anyways but mm-hmm. again the the reason why i teach all my clients tracking macros is to understand that like the averages are really what matter more than like hitting the calories or grams perfectly every day. Because mm-hmm. if you're average, even if let's say um, I have a client who's in, trying to lose fat and they're in a calorie deficit, even if one day they're at 1500 calories, the next day they're at 1700 calories and we're trying to hit 1600, if it overall balances out to 1600 for the week, they're still in a calorie deficit and going to see the same like weight trending down. Mm-hmm. So right. It, it all averages out as long as you're not on these huge like ups and downs and all the way up in calories from eating like a whole pumpkin pie and then eating nothing the next day. And then, you know, if you can keep that in mind, tracking macros gets less overwhelming, but also the holidays get less intimidating too. It's so true. It is that when you have, when you break it down for me, like, okay, you, to gain a pound, you would, you would have to eat extra 500 calories every single day. Right. And it's like, oh, well that does, that makes me feel better because I'm like, yeah, tomorrow I'm going to definitely eat more and I'm not going to even like think about it. But, um, the rest of the week I've been on point. And so it just doesn't really matter. (laughs) Right. 
and still get your activity in and everything too, right. you know? Continue to work out. Um, I mean, yeah, we're going to like a hit class in the morning before we even start cooking. Like we're just making sure we get that movement in and it just all balances out. I think the part that I struggle with is like the frequency of like get togethers and other parties like that are around Thanksgiving and not just the only that day. Yeah. I mean, also I'll tell you guys how I personally approach these things. Cause I, I do track macros regularly, just like I have both of you and all of my clients do. Um, but around the holidays, I give myself a little more leeway for those days. So I treat, if I have like a party or an event or a dinner out quite regularly, just understanding number one, you're going to have to be more flexible over the holidays and it's okay. Like you're Mm -hmm. not going to be a hundred percent on your shit for every single day over the holidays. It's just not going to happen. Um, but treating it like we do an untracked meal. So I still have a balanced breakfast that has a protein, carb, fat source, balanced lunch. I'm even maybe tracking my breakfast and lunch and eating three quarters or two thirds of my macros for the day. Mm -hmm. And then in the evening, just using that knowledge that you've gained from tracking macros, like even if you're ordering out at the restaurant and even if you're eating 500 calories over a couple times during that week and it might not feel great in the moment because you know you want to stay on track, just being mindful of what you're choosing. Um, And I think alcohol is usually the hardest part over the holidays for most people because most Mm -hmm. of they're centered around alcohol. So, I mean, my couple of tips for that are number one, just choosing low calorie drinks. Um, that's not going to stop it from making you feel like shit the next day or having your body retain water. Um, but it will help with like keeping your calorie intake a little better. So if I am at these types of events, usually I'll just stick really simple, like vodka soda with a little bit of pineapple or just something that's in like the 70 to hundred calorie range. Um, and then try to match like every single alcoholic alcoholic beverage with one or one and a half cups of water. You'll feel better in the morning, but it'll mm-hmm. also be hydrated so you won't have as much water retention and feel as puffy. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like Hannah was saying earlier that like over the holidays, you tend to go for like alcohol and carbs and sugar and you're not paying attention to like having enough protein and having enough micronutrients. When you're just having carb, sugar, and alcohol, that's what your body's going to start craving because if anyone has ever started a diet that takes out sugar or takes out carbs, and then over time you don't crave those things as much, unless it's like a no carb, like keto diet, which I would never recommend. But like if you're focusing on more nutrient <laughs> dense foods and minimizing added sugar, your body's going to over time stop craving it. So, or you're going to stop wanting it as much. Um, so usually just like trying to stay hydrated and still having balanced meals and then understanding like, even let's say you do gain a pound or a two pounds over like November, December, like we can lose that in two weeks. <laughs> it's, it, it might be frustrating in the moment, but like after the holidays in January 1st, when everyone's like, let's get our shit together, like <laughs> you can get back into it so quickly. Mm-hmm. And the majority of the time, like you're still on track, you know? Yeah. On the note of alcohol, what do you recommend for people tracking wise? I mean, I know not everyone tracks macros, but can you talk a little bit about, about that? Yes, absolutely. I, I'm sure, I think Emily's definitely heard me give my alcohol speech many times, but alcohol <laughs> is technically its own macronutrient. So um, alcohol is seven calories per gram as opposed to carbs, protein, and fat, which are 
So protein and carbs are each four calories per gram and fats are nine calories per gram. So, and alcohol is processed. I mean, you guys know that alcohol is processed in your body completely differently than carbs or protein or fats. So when we're tracking alcohol, because we don't technically track it as like an essential macronutrient, protein, carbs, or fat, um, what we have to do is just track the calories and take it away from like your total daily like protein carbon fat goals so let's say you're ordering what's your go-to drink hannah um like a white claw or wine usually perfect okay if you're having a white claw that's 100 calories right so if you're going to track that as carbs it would be 100 calories divided by four and that so 25 calories so um or sorry 25 grams of carbs mm-hmm. um and 100 calories so what I would recommend you do is like if you always know you're going to have a glass of wine or a white claw, which are pretty much the same macros actually, because a glass of okay. wine is like 90 to 120 calories. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in there. Um, so, what I would do is go to my fitness pal if you track on there and then create a food. So, you can go in there to like the little sidebar and go create a food, and then you'll put white claw and you'll fill in your own macro. So it'll just be like 100 calories, 25 grams of carbs. And then every time you have that, you can just easily swipe it in. Um, or you could track it as fats. So 100 calories divided by nine, so like 9.2, 9.1, I don't know. Whatever grams yeah, like of 9.9 9 or something, yeah. <laughs> so that will, that will um, and you can just save that in there. Or you could split it and track half of it as carbs and half of it as fats. But that's kind of dependent okay. on want to track but the easy the easiest way is to just google um google the calories of the drink or look it up on my fitness pal whatever your go-to drink is and then divide by four or divide by nine Mm -hmm. okay yeah i want to note too like if you are someone that like strictly tracks um and understands what we're talking about with my fitness pal if you search like you want to be careful if you search like sauvignon blanc or white claw It'll put the calories in, but a lot of the time it doesn't actually um, put have any carbs or fats. Mm-hmm. It'll just say zero, 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 zero yeah. for everything. And it's that's like, just not going to be accurate. <laughs> like you're just going to, it's not going to take away from the grams of carbs you have left for the day. Like you're still going to go over if you're going off of that. Yeah, 100%. You have to be really careful with my fitness pal because it's like Wikipedia. Anyone can mm-hmm. add a food like with whatever the hell macros they want to. So unless it has like a little check mark or it's from generally if it's from a restaurant like if you look up like Chipotle, mm-hmm. usually that's pretty accurate. Um but for a, most alcoholic beverages it's just going to say 0000. zero, zero, zero. Mm-hmm. Um that is not accurate. <laughs> not if you're tracking macros. If you're tracking calories, sure. But again, I don't ever recommend just tracking calories for quite a few different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I, I would do the calculations yourself too, because if you have five ounces of wine as compared to three ounces of wine, and you're obviously not going to be measuring this out, but you can look at a wine glass. I would say average when you're at a restaurant, it's usually four to five ounces of wine. Um, and then if you just have that saved in my fitness pal, you can always add like if you have four ounces of wine saved, you can add one ounce and it'll mm-hmm. like calculation for you. Right. Yeah. It really is easier as like as you go. It's, yeah. It can be so intimidating at first, but once you kind of get into the swing of it and have like your certain food saved, it just gets easier as time goes on. But yeah. obviously it might not be the best time. I mean, it's hard to start like during the holidays. It's a hard mm-hmm. time, but 
it is. But, uh... <laughs> it is a hard time. I feel like it makes it like really overwhelming if someone has never mm-hmm. doesn't even know what a macro is, like doesn't really understand carbs, protein, fats, like yeah. It's very confusing. Um, it is, yeah. it's super confusing when you're first getting started. And I think for a lot of people, like they'll see people on Instagram or TikTok talking about like just macros in general, like, oh, track your macros. Or if you want to do, if you want to lose body fat or you want to gain muscle or you want a body recomp, track your macros. But no one's really explaining like what the hell that actually means. Mm-hmm. Most people, most people know macros are protein, carbs, and fat and kind of know like the basis of it, but they don't know how to figure out what the macros for their body are or how to track. And it can feel really tedious with all these different numbers. And Mm -hmm. like, it's not only showing protein, carbs, fat, but it's showing protein, carbs, fat, calories, fiber, sodium, vitamins, like there's just so many numbers. Um, So what I recommend doing, if you're super like new to the idea, but you do have fitness goals you want to achieve, is just start tracking what you normally eat. Um, that way you'll get in, you'll get into the swing of tracking those foods or scanning foods into my fitness mm-hmm. pal and understanding like the overview of like what you're putting in your body. Most women are completely under eating on protein and don't even know it. Um, and then once you feel comfortable using my fitness pal and tracking just your daily foods, what you can start doing from there is um kind of restructuring your portion sizes to have more balanced meals. And then as you get more advanced, what we have our clients do is hit like generally around 40% carbs, 30% protein, 30% fat. And I mean, this is getting like a little more complicated, but if your goal is to build muscle and lose body fat, like it is for most women, that's, and you're lifting weights, that's generally the most like optimal macro ratio for people who are athletic or uh, working out regularly. But yes, it does sound like a lot. But step one would just be downloading my fitness pal and tracking what you're already mm-hmm. doing. Like yeah. if you have no idea what you're putting in your body, that's what I would yes. recommend doing. Yep. And I think it's just really like eye-opening um to see what you normally eat and just kind of see like, oh wow, like I really am I'm only getting like 30 grams of protein a day. And you're like, oh, that's nothing. And so, Mm -hmm. and you just have to kind of know, like your body is supposed to get like, if you're like weightlifting or working out, you're supposed to get like 0.8 to one grams of protein per uh, pound of body weight. So yeah, if you're getting 30 grams a day, but at least shoot for a hundred. I mean, (laughs) you know, and the, the best tip I have for protein is, is tracking and like, um, overviewing your meals and being like, okay, if your breakfast is, let's say like you're trying to eat healthy, a lot of people see like these TikTok girlies and they're having these big smoothie bowls or like oatmeal for breakfast, but it doesn't look like there's any protein in it. So people are just making big smoothies or they're having a bowl of oats, but there's, there's carbs no on carbs. Yeah. carbs and, car- and carbs are great. I'm not saying don't eat carbs, oh, yeah. but if you're just having carbs, first of all, your body uses carbs as its main source of energy and you're going to burn through those first the protein is going to actually keep you more satiated. So are dietary fats because they digest a lot slower. Um, so when you're eating balanced meals, you're with protein, carbs, and fat, you're less likely to have cravings. Your energy is more sustained. If you're working out, it's going to help change your body composition. Um, and you're going to have less like energy drops and ups and downs throughout the day too. So it's, it's just, 
a more sustainable approach and most people don't even know where to start. So what I would start doing is adding in 20 to 25 grams of protein per meal, which is usually about four ounces, four to five ounces of any protein source, whether it's um, having four, well, that would be like four eggs actually, because an egg is each like one ounce or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but chicken or turkey or any other type of like actual meat source, it's going to be about four to five ounces. And that's okay. going to make your life so much easier. Seriously. Yeah. I found from when I first started tracking, I realized I was eating a lot of carbs and then not enough fat. I think a lot of people may, might get it in their head that like fat's bad, but like all of the macros are important. Um, and like fat, I don't know, now I'm not afraid to like use butter and like, you know, it, use all coconut oil when cooking and like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you don't want to overdo it, but like, I think I was way under on that before. So it's like, it's good to like not be afraid of that anymore. And obviously way under on the protein too. <laughs> But but now now I'm aware, you know, it's just like a level of awareness where it's like, okay, now I'm thinking about it. And now I feel so much better and I feel so much stronger and full for longer. Yeah, 100%. I think it's, it's not funny, but like kind of funny. <laughs> Depends on like who you grew up with, like how your parents were and when you grew up, if you're like demonizing carbs or demonizing fats or like the low fat fat phase or low uh-huh. carb phase. And um, all three macro, it's it's so interesting to me how that came to be because all three macronutrients are literally essential for your body's just like daily needs, right? Like mm-hmm. have your brain work optimally to have good energy, to balance your hormones, like put working out aside. Like that that's definitely part of it if you have aesthetic goals and like athletic goals and want to live a long healthy life. Um but it's even more important just in terms of like a healthy metabolism and like healthy hormones and all of your body's function all your body's functions functioning properly. Um but all the systems in your body functioning properly. Um So I think it's super important to have that awareness, which is really what tracking macros does, because Mm -hmm. let's say you stopped using MyFitnessPal tomorrow, you still are going to look at a plate and be like, this is four ounces of protein, and this is my carb source and my fat source. And Mm -hmm. it really just teaches you how to do it sustainably long-term. So Mm -hmm. even on holidays, if you're going out to eat or you're at a party or you're like um, picking at appetizers, you're still going to have that like awareness Mm -hmm. in your Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I go into like Thanksgiving or Christmas or like these big meals that I know I'm going to eat, like I fill my plate up with a bunch of the protein, like kind of like first and foremost, I make sure that I have a bunch of it on my plate. And then I grab like the vegetables and make sure there's a bunch of those on my plate as well. And then like the other like yummy sides and stuff like, you know, the sweet potatoes and mashed potatoes, not that those aren't vegetables, but that they they're typically have more butter and cream and all the things in them. They're just going to be a little bit more um, nutrient dense foods. I will like make smaller portions of those mm-hmm. on my plate because I just want to taste a bit, but then I like fill up on protein and like a salad and green beans right. and stuff like that. It's 100%. a mind shift. Like it's a mindset shift is what it is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah I think my plate, yeah, like I did a Friendsgiving this past weekend, and my plate looked a lot different than it would have in the past, like where I would have just mm-hmm. been like, nom nom nom, like I just want all the yummy things. And like, I still got all the yummy things. I mean, I'm at 2100 
calories. So like I'm eating, you know, but just <laughs> Girl's like, eating. <laughs> good. <He's> eating. <laughs> but it's just like a folk, a different, it's a shift. That's all it really is. Yes. And that's what it should be. I like, I would never recommend for my clients to track on Thanksgiving or Christmas day or anything like that. I think it's more so about also giving you the confidence and autonomy to know that you cannot open my fitness pal and not like go crazy overboard. Cause I think a lot of people have this fear when they are tracking macros and calories that if they stop tracking for whatever reason, that they're just going to like completely fall off the wagon and eat everything in sight. But the, the goal with tracking macros isn't to be perfect and hit everything to the gram every day, but it is to bring like a lot more awareness and mm -hmm. to understand the more consistent you are with hitting your macros, the faster the physical results will come and the, the better the physical results will be. Like that's just an, a no bullshit way of telling you like the more consistent you are, the easier it is for me to do my job and the mm -hmm. more progress you'll see. But you don't have to be perfectly consistent. Like even if you're hitting your macros four days a week, it's still better than nothing. Even if you're going to the gym two days a week, it's still better than nothing. Mm -hmm. It's just the more, the more adherent you are, the, the easier it is to adjust things accordingly to your body. Right. <laughs> totally. And that's good. Like that you don't have to have that all or nothing mindset because that can be, that is what can be really overwhelming about tracking macros or starting a, a diet plan or nutrition or a fitness plan. And it's like, you just have to be flexible and give yourself grace because yeah, life, I mean, life happens, shit happens. Like you just gotta, and you still want to like live your life and you don't want to go out to a restaurant and be like, I just want some boiled chicken, please. Like, <laughs> no, you don't. And we're not bodybuilders. We're not, none of us are stepping on stage. We're not, this is not our entire life. Like you want to feel good. You want to look good, right? Most people want to mm -hmm. look good naked. They want to have good energy and they want to feel confident, like being able to put on an outfit and look in the mirror and not second guess themselves. Like that's what most people want and to like mm -hmm. be athletic and healthy live a long life. Mm -hmm. um, but you don't need to be 100% on the gram perfect every single day in order to get that. You really don't. Um, the averages, like I was talking about at the beginning, really are what matter more. The reason why I don't really take an averages approach with my clients is because people will just get really overwhelmed hitting different numbers every day and like trying to average it out for the week. It's going to make it more complicated. Mm -hmm. So what I recommend is trying to hit within like five to 10 grams of your macros instead, like up or down. And remember, food labels aren't perfect anyways. So food labels are going to give you some fluctuations, like no matter what, even if you're mm -hmm. trying everything, it's still scientifically not going to be perfect. So having just more of an awareness of really what you're putting in your body and like averaging that out over weeks and weeks and weeks is going to make a bigger difference in seeing progress four, six, eight months from now. Yeah. I'm also and, thinking yeah. about like all the women out there who maybe are struggling with body image issues, are overweight a little bit, but they're under eating. And sometimes they see stuff on social media or whatever, and then they try like a fad diet and then it's like too aggressive because they're already not eating enough and their body mm -hmm. is just used to that. Um, yeah. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, hundred percent. I just um, started working with a new client over the weekend. I'm going to call her client X. Um, so client X reached out to me on Facebook and she sent me a message. She said, I am 100 pounds overweight and I feel like I'm going to die. And she oh literally God. said, 
And I was like, oh my gosh. And I know, I know this woman. She was part of a fitness retreat that I did years ago and I knew her name, didn't, didn't know her that well. So I said, okay, let's hop on a call. Let's talk. Let's see what's going on. And she pretty much told me she's done like every fat diet in the books. And now she's just, she's rap, like not rapidly. She's over the last year. So I guess that is kind of rapid gained a hundred pounds over where she was. Mm-hmm. And she's only eating 1200 calories or maybe even less. She said she tries to not eat anything all day. She eats like a bigger meal at night. I'm like, usually when people say that, I'm like, okay, you have to be eating a little bit more than like one meal per day. Like there's no way, but, um, she was eating very, very low calories and she had been at this hundred pound weight gain. And it's because her body had been adapting to this very low calorie amount. So a lot of the time that's what happens, right? When you're yo-yoing, up and down and up and down and you're trying all these fad diets and then um you're seeing like okay i have to lower my calories more and more and more in order to keep seeing progress but then once your calories are so low people are like oh my god i don't know where to go with my calories like if i if i eat any more than 1200 i'm just gonna gain weight so what they do is they just stay at that 1200 hoping that one day they'll wake up and the scale goes down but that's that's not really unfortunately that's not how it works and your hormones don't like it your sex hormones your hunger hormones your stress hormones none of your none of the systems in your body like it because they need Mm -hmm. so i said to her which i've probably said to every single one of my clients is like okay well we're gonna increase your calories and we're gonna build muscle and it's gonna be great and you're gonna hate me and because most women are so focused on like fat loss fat loss fat loss that and seeing the scale go down, that taking time to build muscle and increase calories is really intimidating. I'm sure everybody here can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the only way to get out of that plateau of that yo-yo dieting cycle is by increasing your calories. Because otherwise, you're going to be doing the same shit again and again and again. Like You're still going to be eating 1,200 calories another year or two years from now because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing again and again and again and expecting a different outcome. Mm -hmm. But physiologically, that's not going to happen. Your body's not going to wake up one day and be like, okay, 1200 calories, which is the correct amount of food for like a toddler Mm -hmm. (laughs) for your body. That's just not how it works. Like you're just going to keep hitting that plateau. So to the women out there that are struggling with this, I know it sounds counterintuitive, but taking six, eight months to build up your calorie intake, repair your hormones, get your cortisol under control and get you to a higher set point of calories could be the freaking game changer in seeing more progress long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> because also like having, you know, being at 1200 calories a day, your body and your hormones, you start releasing these like starvation hormone cascade where like your body literally thinks it's starving. So it's going to hold on to all that fat and everything. And that's why you're gaining weight. Mm-hmm. So because for everything. Yeah. It thinks you're starving. So you have to like break that cycle and get out of it. And it's really hard. Like mm-hmm. it's, I mean, Hannah and I were just talking today and, and I was like, yeah, I think we're going to reverse till February, but I'm at 2250 right now for my calories. <laughs> I was like, it's good. That's a good thing. Like, where I, am I going to go? So <laughs> I've had um, clients, I, I always use this girl as an example, but her name's Fiona. We worked together for like two years 
or maybe even a little longer back when I started coaching, which was like six and a half years ago, we got her calories over 4,000. She was eating 4,000 calories per day. I'm and scared to do that. No, I mean, we're, I'm not going to do that to you. Everyone, my body could never handle, but she was like five foot three and like so tiny. And I was, I was confused. I was like, your metabolism is just so adaptive. It's absurd. And I mean, I have, I have a couple <laughs> clients right now, like eating 3000 to 3,200 calories. And these are, these are women. These are like normal looking women. And I'm shook. A lot of the time when that happens, they have a ton of muscle mass. Like that's definitely a part of it. Like she had a lot of muscle mass, but I mean, I was shook. I was like, we got to a point where her digestive system was just not having it. Like she was just not going to the bathroom. She was feeling super bloated. And I was like, okay, we have to do a mini cut to like get you out of this. But like she was plateaued on increasing calories. It was crazy. That's That's a lot. That's so much. I'm like, I don't even know how to get to 2250 right now. There's no way. It's so hard. I mean, I'm around the same as you, Em, and I feel like you have to start really like lessening the volume of what you're eating and focusing on a higher calorie dense food. So yeah. like, yeah. stop buying bread. Now we buy bagels and like having granola instead of like the like 120 calorie serving of cereal or having yeah. like, yeah. um, even if you get like those garbanzo bean pastas, they're higher carbs, higher protein and higher calories than like mm-hmm. regular pastas. So just like finding ways to like sneakily add in more calories. Yes. Cause I'm right. the same way. And the higher, I can't even like eat a salad anymore. Like my stomach just like doesn't want that volume. <laughs> like I could have like a side salad, but like if I had like a huge salad in front of me, like there's no way I could finish all the lettuce because it's just yeah. like, too much volume. So like also yeah. it takes forever to eat it. <laughs> it's so yeah. long. I just like at this point in my life, food is just fuel. Like just get it in my body. <laughs> um, so just trying find ways like increase the calorie density and decrease the volume of your meals but that's Mm -hmm. that's a rare problem if you have a ton of muscle mass and you work with me you're gonna have this problem but if you're a normal average human being it's usually (laughs) like the opposite way around right oh my god oh my god (laughs) i'm like oh it's oh my gosh that's you have to take a lot of walks you got to take a lot of walks after your meals to help with your digestion. But it it's a cool problem to have because, I mean, you guys have worked with me for a while now. And when your calories get higher and higher every time you go through a building phase or a reverse diet, like, you know, you're going to have a really successful cutting phase because mm-hmm. like yeah. the higher we can get your calories and the more muscle you have, the better you're going to look when we cut down on body fat. The the less you have to go down in your calories too. Like that's like my favorite part because cutting is difficult. It's difficult. Like mentally you're, you're hungry, but if you're like at a high set point of 2,400 or more, then you just have to go down to like 21, 2000, like max, like 2000, like, yeah, it's so crazy. And um, I think that's what a lot of people don't understand is our bodies are so adaptive and so mm-hmm. smart. So that's why you adapt when you're in those like huge calorie deficits, but you can also adapt as long as you, the, the missing piece for a lot of people is building muscle and lifting weights. So you guys probably see this, but there's like a huge trend going around again. Like people are loving Pilates and bar classes. And again, I'm not. I'm not opposed to Pilates and bar classes. I think they're they're good for muscular endurance. 
But here's the thing that a lot of people don't understand is if you're really, really lean, right? Like if you're like Kylie Jenner is the one who does Pilates, right? Like very lean, like Kylie Jenner lean or just like really tiny. Pilates is really focused on those like tiny little accessory muscles, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're going to be like doing 150 tricep kick packs. <laughs> a three pound weight and you're going to be working like your abductors but most people need to build up their major major muscle groups like their quads and their booty their glutes and their back Mm -hmm. and their shoulders and you need to be implementing progressive overload which you don't do in pilates or bar classes or any of these workouts that are focused on muscle muscle endurance or muscular like lengthening your muscles Mm -hmm. right you want to focus on contracting the major muscle Mm -hmm. group so this is a whole other rant so a lot of the time what's missing from people who want to get like toned right build muscle lose fat look really strong and healthy and lean is that they don't have enough muscle and they're just hopping from group fitness to group fitness to group fitness Mm -hmm. they're not actually doing the right type of training to see the results they actually want yeah does that make sense Maybe. Yes, it fully it makes sense to me. To me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying those are bad. Like if you even lifted weights two to three times per week, but really like tracked your weights, implemented progressive overload, and then you did Pilates or bar two times a week, that's great. You'll still gain yeah. muscle. Not, not as fast, but you'll still gain muscle. Um, but if you're just doing spin or cycle, spin and cycle, if you're just doing spin or you're doing Pilates or you're doing bar, you're just going to be lengthening your muscles and like working these really tiny accessories, but you're never going to have a big booty or big. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't tell you like how much of a game changer it's been for me to like actually track how much I'm lifting because I mean, the app is great, but you can even do it on a note in your phone or whatever, Mm -hmm. but like. Yeah, I mean, before I started working with you, I would just like kind of fuck around at the gym and just like, I'd be like arm day. And then I'd like, just like pick random machines and do them. And I'd be like on the lightest one, I'd be like, eh, eh, like SpongeBob with the little fucking like <laughs> marshmallows on the side. That was yeah. me. And um, the only way that I've been able to make progress is obviously half of it, the nutrition, but also like seeing like, okay, last week I did 20 pounds. Like, let's see if I can do a little bit more this week. Or like, can I do another rep or whatever that is? And to see like where I've come from and like how much stronger I am now, like it's crazy. You also have so much more muscle than when we Oh started. my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know it's, it's hard because like you guys probably don't look at your progress photos back to back whenever you check in with me, but I do. So I, the way that it's like set up on my end is I can like choose what photos I put next to each other. So I put like two weeks to now and then like starting to now. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's always, it's very significant. Like there's a big change in what we call body recomposition. So like mm-hmm. you have a lot more muscle and less body fat, which is for all of you out there, if you don't see the scale change as much, but you're following progressive overload and lifting weights and eating the right amount for your body. This is what we're really chasing, you know, is yeah. that body recomp. And it's mm-hmm. a year, I'm like a year in, I think I started working with you like end of November. And I think I weighed like the same, like I didn't have a scale at the time. So I was like, oh, I think I'm like, whatever. But I was a little bit more, but I weigh the same now yeah. that I did a year ago, mm-hmm. but like my pictures look completely different. So Holy. it's like, it's not always about the number on the scale, you know? And I think, especially as women, like we do focus on that a lot. So that's just something to remember too. 
hundred percent. I I think it's very hard to take the focus off of it. I'm sure Emily yeah. can relate to that. Mm-hmm. I freaking hate the scale today. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't even like at this point. I'm like whatever. Like last week, I was down like one point four. Today, I was back up to the same, and I'm just like honestly, fuck it. Like I, <laughs> I'm so over it. But yeah, like I mean, I weigh. Uh, I'm a little less than when I started, but like not that much, but my body looks completely Completely. different. Like I may be like five pounds less than when I like first started, but I'm definitely like over five pounds more than when I was with my cut. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, whatever. (laughs) So much more. The muscles, what really makes the biggest difference. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. I know so many women are scared of getting bulky, but I promise you building muscle on our fitness journey is going to like, that is going to be the game changer for every single woman. Mm-hmm. The more muscle you have, the easier it is to lose body fat, the easier it is to keep it off, and the better you look. That's like And muscle. the better it is for your body long term, it's going to be really helpful in preventing any osteopenia and osteoporosis. It's going to keep you mobile for the rest of your life. It's going to let you like pick up your kids and do and like play with them. I could go on and on. I don't yeah. you know, it just it's metabolic health, hormonal health, everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Build the muscles, ladies. Let's we go. got this. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> None of us are, are bulky. I can promise you that. No. No. Not at no. all. Oh my God. We took a picture. <laughs> we'll just send it to you. Take a picture today. We went for a hike. And I like put my arm out like this. And I was like, oh my God. My arm, my shoulder looks jacked. She's muscular. <laughs> I'm so. See, I, I have some see days it. I like look in the mirror and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so jacked. And then other days I look in the mirror and I'm like, my arm looks like a twig and I hate yeah. that. It's like every other day it's like back and forth, but I'm the like. The lighting, the angles. Yeah, it's funny. Totally. Um, life is about lighting. <laughs> when you're, when honestly. you're on social media, life is about lighting. Yeah, really. It sure, it really is. Um, well, tell everyone where they can find more info about you, about working with you, about all things fit, fit and dedicated. All the things. Um, you can find me at my obnoxious Instagram handle, fit un- fit underscore and underscore dedicated. <laughs> and then I think the website's just fdathletics.com. Um, but yeah, you can always send me a DM. I'm open to chatting. If you want to argue with me about being bulky, open to chatting. And <laughs> come talk to me. I we I mean we it's me, Perry, and Angie. So it's me and I have two head coaches. Um and I'll, generally right now is I'm just pairing people with whoever's like best. Like Angie's like the nutrition queen. If you really struggle with like mindset around nutrition, she's really good. Perry is like, has a very athletic background. So she did soccer. Um, she, I actually stole her from a like powerlifting and um, Olympic lifting gym. So she's like very good on that side of things. And then I do everything. So that's awesome. That's that. So come say hi, but thank you guys so much for having me. Oh my God. Thank you so much for coming on again. And seriously, guys, like go check out Sarah. She's changed both of our lives. And like my other, one of my other best (laughs) friends, Cheyenne works with her. My friend, uh, my cousin Katie works with her. Like she's, they're all amazing. Please check her out. Like if you're struggling with any of the things that we talked about, you you will not regret it. So no, we love you. We love you. We love you. And I love you guys. (laughs) And have the best Thanksgiving and eat all the pies. You too. You too. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. guys. Ugh, I wish there was one store where I could buy all the things that I need for my shift that are all actually good quality. Wait, have you heard of Adney? No. What's Adney? 
Adney is a holistic marketplace for healthcare workers. Think Amazon for healthcare. Really? Ooh, so could I get like scrubs from there? Yes. What about compression socks? Mm-hmm. I mean, even like cute nursing apparel? Absolutely. And they're all brands that have been vetted by healthcare workers and some are even healthcare worker owned. Oh my God. Wow. I just found the app and the website and they have everything that you could need and such great gifts for all of my healthcare besties. Yes. Check out the link in our bio to shop all of our Adney Faves today. That's A-D-N-I dot C-O and head to the app store to download the Adney app today. I feel like we got some good stuff in there. Maybe. This podcast is produced by Emily Richardson and Hannah Quirk. The intro music is by Dan Lemire. Please help us out and rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at drunkordelirious or send us an email at drunkordelirious at gmail.com. <laughs>